0: Hi everybody, it's episode four hundred and eighty of PodQuest. Hey. Hey. It's Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. I'm Chris. With me is Druten. Gluten balls. And walnut. <laughs> the ungluten ball.
1: <laughs> uh to be I mean, actually it would probably make me throw up. The last time I think I got glutened, I threw up. But normally that's not how it's supposed to it's not really what happens.
0: The last time and you got glutened.
1: I think I got glutened. <laughs> I threw up.
0: That sounds like a sex act.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you see.
0: What are you doing with this gluten that it made you throw up, I think is the bigger question.
1: Look, you never go ass to mouth is what I'm told.
0: Did you shove a ball of gluten up your ass? I mean, didn't you see
1: that episode of South Park?
0: I mean, that is true. They, they were eating all of their food <laughs> through their butt.
1: I thought it would process better, and I thought I'd be able to have bread again.
0: Did it work? No, it didn't. Well, you know, like, try again. You never know. I, you know what? That's a good idea. I will. Maybe some nice, some nice like, buffalo wings. Ooh, I could go for some wings. Wings are pretty good.
1: Yeah. But anyway, how you guys doing? <laughs> I'm not bad. Not bad. You, you over COVID?
0: Oh, yeah. I so, still have a, a little bit of a cough. It's not nearly as pervasive as it had been before. Mm-hmm. Um, also, speaking of wings, I actually had some really good wings last Friday. Where'd uh, you go? The Twisted Tail again. Krusty Crab. No, the Twisted Tail.
1: The Crusty crap.
0: Where is that? Um on I want to say that second between um South Street and whatever that street is right next to South Street. Okay. Uh fuck, what is that road? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I I am drawing a complete blank on it. But yeah, it's it's uh it's like a little bar restaurant place. Um they do mostly like small plates um and they're a little too expensive for some of the stuff, but it's like six wings for like ten dollars, and they're like the good size wings. Okay. Um, and they use like their own like like seasoning and sauce on it, and they they were very good wings. Mm-hmm. I had those, some cornbread, and some mac and cheese with crawfish. It was it was a delicious meal. That all sounds delicious. It was, especially the cor- like I like. I apologize. I know like cornbread might not be something you can have. I don't know if they put regular flour in that or not. They do. Um, uh, <clears throat> but like it was really good cornbread. It was like skillet cornbread with like honey on top.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that sounds to us. Yeah,
0: it, it was. It, it 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 was a very good good meal. Then Erica got um they do these little like tuna cup things where it's like um like tuna, uh, like raw like sushi tuna in like a wonton cup with um a couple little vegetables and like like a very it's a spicy like chili oil sauce that like kind of hits you after the fact and is really good and um mm-hmm. they do mushroom toast which is like a pumpernickel piece of toast with like a mushroom puree spread on it and then just like grilled and roasted mushrooms piled on top that was also quite good oh yeah yeah like that honestly like so far haven't had any bad food from them like i said it's just it's a little expensive but like if you go there before a concert it's usually early enough in the evening that uh that they're not too busy and you get served and, and everything pretty quickly nice and that's that's the key when you're trying to eat on a on a On a time limit. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, what was
1: the key? I wasn't paying attention.
0: Um, them having, like, getting in there at an early enough time, they're not busy, so you get served and everything quickly.
1: Oh, right, yeah, yeah.
0: Because, you know, we have to get out of there and get to the venue. Though it does suck when you have leftovers, because this time of year, you can't just drop them in the car and know that they'll be okay.
1: Yeah, it's like 50-50 right now this time of year. Like, maybe you could put them in the car and it'll be okay, but maybe not, because it's just, like, it's in that temperature zone of like all right it's not too hot to where it's like it's gonna keep it cooked but it's not too cold where it's gonna freeze it it's like in that middle where this is the prime area for stuff to grow bacteria
0: which is exactly why like we wouldn't do that but like you know when it's like february absolutely get dinner drop the food at the car go do something it'll mm-hmm. be fine yeah Uh. Um, yeah but how are you guys doing
1: tired I'm tired <laughs> Jinx. Uh, you want me coke I'm just what did glad... either
2: of you have to be tired about? Well, the running through airports yesterday. Oh, did you? That's right. Your your flight back was yesterday, right? Yeah, and I almost wound up having to get on a flight at 10 o'clock and not get home till midnight, but I literally ran from one plane and was like, hey, I was originally supposed to be on this flight. Can you get me on here? And they put me on the wait list, and sure enough, three people didn't show up, so. Did, almost... um... Did they cancel your other flight or something? No, so the original flight, so we got notification that the original flight was delayed, and it was originally supposed to go from Louisville to Charlotte and land at, in Charlotte at 7.20. The updated time said 7.50, and the flight from Charlotte to Philly was supposed to leave at 8.11, so just literally no time to be able to get boarded get off the one plane and get boarded onto the other like why the fuck can't you get a direct flight from louisville to fucking philly because fucking like eight people yeah exactly nobody goes to louisville but you'd think like can like fucking philadelphia is a major airport it should just fly everywhere in the in the u.s Cobb, when i flew to cincinnati i had to go to chicago first to get to cincinnati
0: well that's because it's ohio
2: yeah but cincinnati has way more people than louisville Yeah, but Kentucky at least has, like, stuff in it, like chicken and bourbon. Yeah, and nothing. (laughs) Like, Cincinnati's at least a city.
1: Is it? It, Yeah. It's, yeah, it's also, like... Also, the Cincinnati airport is is is
2: also in Kentucky.
1: (laughs) Philly is an international airport, and there's not a lot of actual international flights that come out of Philly. They tend to go up to New York first, and then go international.
0: I've never flown from Philly to New York. That's weird.
1: I, I actually, there were there were some attorneys when I when I worked with attorneys that flew to fucking Scranton, PA, from Philly. But they they would get like they had their own jet. They that that place had their own chartered jet. So. Oh, must that, be well, nice. Yeah, that's different. I <laughs> oh. mean, it's they had to go to court in Scranton, PA, because of real estate foreclosures, and we were stationed in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So they fly out there.
0: Yeah, I know. Um. A lot of times when you have those really weird short flights, it's just it is cheaper to have a layover than to be direct mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I think because, like, they can fly a smaller plane the first way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, when we flew, like, when bo- actually, both times I've left the country, when I went to Ireland and when I went to Japan, um, both of those flights left Philadelphia, went to Toronto, which, like, for Japan makes sense. For Ireland, not as much. Especially, like I know for a fact, there was a flight out of Philadelphia to Ireland around the same time that, like, arrival-wise, because somebody else on that tour had flown from North Carolina to Philadelphia to Ireland. So it was just the the price went down. Hmm. Airplanes are stupid.
2: But yep. how was your trip though? It was. It was fine. It
0: didn't worth to... every
2: hour you spent in Kentucky. Uh, uh, yeah. Totally like I don't know it could have been emails or just this big zoom meeting I don't
0: know it's fine it's whatever did anybody break Wait. any bats this time no well that's boring at least last time you got a you got a fun story out of it right you had a work
1: meeting in Kentucky
2: yeah the bank is well it, it, technically in southern Indiana literally right across the river oh, okay but um yeah that's where the bank I work for is it's good that Richie pays attention
1: I <laughs> I don't think he said that last week.
2: He said it a couple or, times though. I've said it throughout the week, last three
1: years.
0: But that last week, week,
1: probably that he, he was going in a, Did he say it last week when he that he had a meeting this week?
0: I think so. Yeah, I think he said he was flying to Kentucky for work this week.
1: I don't remember that
0: because you weren't paying attention. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and or you know what? You may have been paying attention, but you have the retention of like a fly.
1: How old was that? What's going on?
0: Exactly. Yeah. This guy gets no, I,
1: it's 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 also we talk for two and a half hours. You don't expect me to remember everything that gets yes, said. Yes, we and a half do
0: hours. every word. You're supposed you're supposed to be the note taker. Nope. You're supposed to have that, pages and pages of notes so that like I you can just reference back.
1: That ain't happening.
0: Well, that's good to know. So we can just start telling you that we said things, and you'll have mm-hmm. no proof of it otherwise.
1: I mean, I'll remember the important things. Will you though? I I mean,
0: when's your birthday?
1: Mm, sometime in August.
2: Cobb you I- asked the important question: when is
1: Cobb's birthday?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't care about my birthday. He cares <laughs> about his
1: you're a May baby, aren't you?
0: No, I'm as I far don't... away from May as you could be
1: there's there's no way to be as far away from May as you can be unless you're saying that you're like a year from May, so then technically you're April, but then that would be the close to May as you can be so i there's no way to be as far unless you're saying six months from May, which then would mean you're a November baby
0: no that's you're a November picture.
1: baby. 30th of... That's not as far away from May as can be,
0: though. Yeah, it is. May, you still go to school. End of June, you don't.
1: But <laughs> that's only... That's only... Depending on where in May I would have guessed, that's only 45 to 60 days. As far away from May as can be would be hundred and a half days.
0: Why, w- why is it 45
1: to 60? Because... If, if I said I just said strictly May, baby, so I didn't say which day. So I, I my brain was like, what if I I would have said if I were guessing, I would have said May fifteenth just to get. As okay, much so as you possible. you would
0: have gone with the middle of the month. I it's would not, have gone with the middle, the,
1: so I would have. Been a year, so you would have been fifteen to thirty days in May, and yeah, the way you that's said where it. my brain went. Okay. Oh, I trust me on my brain. My brain was like, eh, I'd be close, but like. You're you're saying, like, as far as it can be, it would have been November. You'd be November 30th. I'm talking about metaphorically. That's not... No? Yeah. No? I know Druten is March
0: 3rd. That is correct. You knew something. That's what matters. Druten always... What's that? Do you also happen to know what's on the agenda?
1: On the agenda is a bunch of stuff about Cobb.
0: Well, you guys didn't do anything.
1: Look, you're right.
0: I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But still. You were too busy reading the last 150 pages of, uh, finished business. Over
1: for 150 pages <laughs> I read 100 pages on Friday night. <laughs> nice. I'm not even kidding. And then six, and then the last 120 over the last two, two to three nights. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I grinded that book down. Like, I, I, yeah, I grinded it. I grinded it. Um... But no, it's just there to be honest, it this uh this week's agenda, Cobb's gonna be talking about stuff in New York. We're gonna be talking about finished business, and then Cobb got to play Spider Man 2 and Super Mario Wonder. The reason I don't have much to talk about is because I'm still sticking with the dead October theming through the end of this week. Um, so I haven't played anything new. I hadn't been planning on getting anything new throughout this month, um, and so I won't be playing City Skylines two until Monday, because I'm just over the dead theme at this point, because I there's no dead games I want to play much anymore right now, because Left 4 Dead um broke my spirit a little bit after yeah. being doxed last week. It's not yeah. the game broke my spirit, it's the doxing that broke my spirit, and the fact that my original plan was to do Dead Space... But because of the strikes and EA being potentially stricken against, I decided not to do Dead Space. And now Dead Space is going to be on Game Pass. So I decided even more not to do Dead Space. It just, it kind of ruined my, this, this month's plans kind of just got ruined by everything happening. And I had to change it up tenfold.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, like, I, I like the idea that you do like this, the the sort of spooky theme in October. Um, I think the last two years you have unfortunately had. Not that they were bad ideas, but, like, you you ended up with things that ended up being kind of draining by the end of it. Like, there wasn't enough, like, variety, essentially.
1: And and so, last year, the issue was Resident Evil 6 really took a lot out of me. Resident Evil 6, I was, no, not 6, Resident Evil 5 took a lot out of me. And I was fuming at the end of that. And the fact that I tried to push nine games in a month. Like if I were a speedrunner, that would have been fine, but I wasn't doing speedrunning or anything.
0: Oh well, that's what I was um, going to say too. It, it aside from from one or two of the games dragging, you also you weren't taking days off really. Especially, I don't think you actually took days off because you had I, you had that bad did. start.
1: I did, I did. did. I took I took at least one one day a week off. It was the original plan was was to take a day off between every game, but then it would turn into me not taking a day off because of. Um, like, oh, I just beat this game, but you know what? I'm not gonna take, so like, say I beat the game on Monday, well, I'm not gonna take Tuesday off, cause then I also would have taken Wednesday off, cause we record this, so I just played Monday and Tuesday, still took off Wednesday. Like, I still took two to three days off a week. Uh, two days off a week. It was literally just, it was a lot of streaming, a lot of gaming. There were some nights I was live until two o'clock in the morning on a work night. Because I was just like, I need to just beat this game to stay. Right. It was, it was the deadline more so than everything else. Um, this, this year, it wasn't, it was the, the theme was good. There was a lot there, there, I thought there was a lot more content, but like with the strikes happening, I didn't really want to do Dead Space because EA is one of the companies that's potentially going to be struck against, even though that strike hasn't happened yet. Um, and then because it was going, it was announced. Last week that it was going to Game Pass, or two weeks ago that it was going to Game Pass on the 28th of this month, is like, well, I'm not gonna buy it now because it's going to Game Pass, so I'm gonna wait. Dead Island, the first one was the only good one, and it wasn't, re- it was only good for a third of it. The, other, the rest of it was kind of just dull. And so the seek, the, the, the expansion to that just wasn't really worth it. Um, and I never got Dead Island 2, but I hear Dead Island 2 is kind of more Dead Island. Just as bad as Dead Island one, but modern graphics. So yeah. like, it's that's a shame kind of a you didn't bummer.
0: have um a little more wiggle room with the whole Dead October thing, and like, and would have squeezed in like a game like Dying Light, like the first one.
1: Well, I was I was gonna go with I was I thought about doing Dying Light um as as a different uh like just I feel like doing Dead October and playing a game with dying in it still isn't the theme of Dead October.
0: I agree. For I some reason, th- I thought that you had nixed that because it wasn't the word "dead." N- I know. i
1: I think the I might have nixed it because I had enough to play at the start uh, when I originally came up with the idea. And and what would really threw this whole Dead October off was last Tuesday getting doxed while uh, while playing Left for Dead Two.
0: God, always with the dox, man. It happens. Get over it.
1: Play- Playing Left for Dead, like the thing is, like Left for Dead. The first time we played Left for Dead, I didn't realize how hard Left 4 Dead one was, and it was a rough time. And then Left for Dead, when we played Left for Dead two, the first time, it was it was fairly successful. But then last week, it was just like I was like I I kind of am over like it's it's again it's like I chose to play like five specific games over the course of a month, and like since then. Somebody bought me Baldur's Gate. I really wanna play it. I really wanna play Um uh City Skylines two that I bought yesterday and haven't played it yet. I really wanna like I wanna play the stuff that I've been playing and now coming out of October, I have Baldur's Gate, City Skylines two. Uh I had somebody redeem for me to play the original Shenmue. I had somebody oh, well, redeem that's for be me so
0: bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna.
1: I'm gonna speed through that. I had somebody. No, you're, you're <laughs> not. It's no, so you're bad. not. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have like fucking guides and shit, man. I'm not gonna enjoy that game. I know for a fact. I'm not
0: gonna no, play. you're not.
1: Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I had somebody redeem for me to play. Um, uh, there the the uh Star Ocean Second Story remake, which that comes out in a few weeks. Um, so it's like coming up. There's a lot of games plus kinda wanna get Mario Wonderland, but I'm gonna hold off on that. I kinda wanna get just Spider-Man. It's Mario Wonder.
0: But... There's no land.
1: Well, it doesn't matter. It should be Wonderland. Um. They
0: did, they definitely missed a, um, a little bit of naming there.
1: Yeah. I, I want, I, I wanna get Spider-Man, but there's just, just so many games from this year that I wanna play, that sitting here and playing some of these old games, I just like, I, initially I was into it, but after playing Dead Island for two sessions, I was like, yeah, I'm kinda done with this game. Yeah, it's
0: one of. I feel like that's one of those things where if you play a good old game, it's different. But since Dead Island, like, like you said, it, it was it was only good for so long. It's like the, it almost spoils other games for you yeah. in a weird way. But enough about mm-hmm. that. Um, so this I'm gonna be quick about this part. Um, over the this past weekend, Erica and I went up to uh to New York to to do some spooky stuff, and they were neat. Um, so we did. We did three different tours and then, like, a haunted attraction thing. Um, so, the first tour we did was... It was Catacombs by Candlelight. And it was the Basilica of St. Patrick's Old Cathedral. So, it's not the... It's not the big cathedral, like, in Midtown, um, up by, like, Central Park. It's a much smaller, much older one. Way down in, like, East Village, Chinatown area. Okay. um, And it was the first catholic church in america um because at the time catholics were not wanted in america and it is old enough that the pope granted the pope in the 90s granted them the the title of basilica which apparently means that the pope can actually do a mass there if he so chooses huh. mm-hmm. um yeah didn't know that kind of neat but uh the, the 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 thing with it is it's also one of if not the only um, burial ground in New York City there are no cemeteries or graveyards in New York City other than that or, or if there are it's there's like one or two others um, and you actually cannot be buried in that one anymore unless your family has a plot from like the 1800s and you can prove that you're part of that family which mm-hmm. also kind of cool um it has to do with like uh, back in the day like they used to just bury bodies and um then like the water table was was high enough that when the tide rose, um, the bodies also rose and a lot of different, you know, gases and bacteria would also come up with those dead bodies and would cause things like cholera to have yeah. massive outbreaks and then cause more bodies to have to be buried in the dirt. Um, so, so yeah. And then that church in particular also has like catacombs under it with, uh, with tombs and they're more like, um, like your traditional, like almost like a mausoleum tombs where you can still be interred there. They actually have one up for sale. I think it's, I think the lady said it was like $4 million to purchase it. Jeez. Oh yeah. Like it's insane. I I think it'll fit. I want to say she said up to six people can be like interred in it. And it's, it's, you know, like picture like Indiana Jones, like, um, temple of doom when they go underground and they find like the, the old on like Knights Templar tombs, Mm -hmm. uh, where it's just like, it's like stone shelves that you could put like caskets on essentially. Right. Um, and they actually, they had one that was open. Um, I forget how old they said it was, but it, it was from, like, the late 1800s. And it actually had old, like, lights installed in it in the 1800s. Um, and when they, when they like, opened it up initially, like, within the last 20 years, it actually had Edison bulbs in it. like Like, original Edison bulbs. And there was some sort of inscription that, like, they were actually gifted to that family by Edison. Wow. Yeah, which is you know it's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, that one that one was neat. It's definitely worth doing. It's it's not that expensive if if you're in the city. They also this time of year have sheep. Um, something I it, something about like like one of their bishops or something like that decided um, landscapers quit, so he just bought some sheep to to mow the lawn essentially. Um, and eventually they had to get rid of them, but he decided that every year during a certain like religious thing, they would have sheep there for like the month or whatever. So. Just happened to be that they had sheep there this month. They were adorable, eating the grass nice. around all the tombstones.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we did these two other ones that were from, um, the company is Haunted Manhattan, and they do, they do four tours, um, in like lower Manhattan, um, Greenwich Village, West Village, Five Points, and, um, East Village. And the way they do it is it, like, it, it's, it's kind of fun the way they do it. Like, like they have fun with it. Each tour is given by like a different, like, of person so the two we did the east village and greenwich village and the, the tour guides for those were the professor and the bartender and they have like a few people that that do each of the tours and they kind of work off of um pseudonyms rather than their real names and they like they play up the idea that like they're a bartender or a um or like a professor i don't know what the other two two areas were um in particular the greenwich village the um the professor guy that we had like He he had a lot of fun with it. Like you, he joked at the beginning of the tour that like he that he was just an underpaid actor, um, and you could tell like he definitely did like some acting because like he kept like a British accent on the whole time, like leaned into some of the goofiness of it, um, but also told like a lot of interesting stories about different spots around Greenwich Village and the actual stories that are that. They're hearing from people that like live in the buildings or that have lived in the buildings, because in a lot of cases, um, especially down in that area, it's a lot of NYU dorm rooms at this point, um, converted <clears throat> like they were like a factory or a courthouse or something a hundred years ago, and now they're just dorm rooms for NYU students. Um, one of the one of the creepiest ones that, um, and I forget what the, I think it was dorms for like law students at the like currently. But back in the day, it was some sort of factory for, like, shirt production. And they had a fire, and a ton of people died in it. Um, and it was mostly women and children, and it was before there were any sort of, like, labor laws. Um, and the reason they all died is because the owners of the factory locked the doors from the outside at the start of a shift.
2: Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. So it w- to make sure that nobody left with any of-, any of their products, the doors were just locked from the outside, and then the owners left and then like a fire started on one of the floors and the couple some of the the higher floors people managed to escape but in a lot of cases like people were just like trying to slide down elevator cables and just unable to maintain their own weight and just plummeting to the to the bottom um and so people like students uh, and up to now like they they've they said they've actually had uh teachers and and stuff like that um take these tours before who were just like oh yeah no like Students will regularly run out of the building and refuse to come back in, just saying that they they felt like um an impending sense of dread all of a sudden. Hmm. Yeah, like just real creepy shit like that. We also got to see the old firehouse that Anderson Cooper bought and lives in. <laughs> yeah, nice. It 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 also has like a history of like bad shit happening in it, like a lot of places do. Um, it was fun though because like we've done like like those like spooky ghost tours in a bunch of places and sometimes you can tell they're they're literally just looking for the like most gruesome thing they can kind of like tell you to try and like put you on edge and these tours weren't like that there were plenty of hey like these people died gruesomely here and like they seem to still be there but there were also ones where it's like like an accident happened and like maybe that person is still floating around there like uh, One of the other NYU buildings had, like, this little girl Molly that died there, and people report, like, multiple people over, like, the last hundred years report basically the same thing of dorm rooms being locked and them having to say, Molly, we don't want to play right now, and the door's opening again. Like, just hmm. weird shit like that. Uh, which, like, is creepy, but not, like, malicious creepy. Yeah. Yeah, they... They were just cool. Like it was it was fun to kind of like walk around areas of New York that like we weren't familiar with too and just kinda hear about weird shit that has happened there over the last two hundred years.
1: Yeah, that's pretty sweet. It's yeah.
0: interesting. And then the last thing was like a haunted attraction. Um they do this thing called Blood Manor, um, which is way down um I don't know exactly what area it's in. Maybe Tribeca. The either Tribeca or like the Wall Street area. Like it it's it's way down there. Um it's probably one of the best run of these, like, haunted houses I've seen, though. Like, it, you guys have done those before, right? Done what? Like, like the haunted oh. houses, like Creamy Acres or Eastern State yeah, or any um, of those? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know how, like, generally it's you go, you buy a ticket, and you just stand in line until eventually you get to go into the attraction? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They actually do their time. Like, like they have, like, the time group. So you buy a ticket for a specific time, you get there at that time, and just get in line. Like... They then they once once your block of time comes up, they start letting you in. Um, so like our passes were for ten thirty. We got there at like ten twenty. We waited fifteen minutes before we were in the door. And um, rather than how a lot of them go, where it's like here's thirty people all being sent in at the exact same time, and if you're in the middle back of that group, you're not getting any of the scares. Like you're hearing the person scream, and then you're actually seeing like the like the actor like resetting themselves for the next group um they purposely stop people at certain points and like basically basically they create like like a false buffer um like you'll walk into a room and somebody will like literally be like fucking with you scaring you um before they show you like before they'll open the door for you but it gives enough time that like the group of like four or five people that was ahead of you have gotten a few rooms past that so as long as you're not running through it you actually still get to experience everything and and like see the scares and 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 all that. Um, mm-hmm. And they they actually had a room that was completely dark, which is rare. Like it was, you walk into this room and it's just pitch black. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Um, and they they have like s- things hanging from the ceiling that like obviously like freak you out because all of a sudden something's like s- like hitting your face. And they have actors in there that like keep their distance with like um spark, like things that spark, like like they're not tasers, but like things like tasers that they can hit a button and like sparks will jump off the end of it. Um, which is super creepy when you're in the pitch fucking black. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really good. Like the actors were fun. Um, That like the actual set design was all really good because it's literally in a fucking just building in New York City. So like it's tall and narrow and, and kind of condensed, but they fit a lot in there and, and they managed to they, they made the space actually feel a lot bigger than it probably is in real life. Nice. Yeah. Highly recommend checking out checking that out, too. So ha- Haunted Manhattan, if you're looking for, like, a walking tour, they do them all year, too. It's not, like, a Halloween thing. Um, Blood Manor, if you're looking for a Halloween thing. And um, Catacombs by Candlelight, if you just kind of want, like, an interesting, like, history tour, which is also mm-hmm. done all year. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, those things were cool. Also, New York City, fucking expensive. And god. Damn, do people drive like crazy.
1: <laughs> I love New York. They're yeah. actually... Um, people are wearing it because they're getting ready to enact a, uh, a citywide toll. Um, a, a, a pay-to-drive toll, basically, uh, to try to decrease congestion. So, like, the southern half of Manhattan, if you drive in beyond a certain street, you have to pay, like, a $23 a day toll. Wow. Yeah. That's... So, like... And, and that's, like... Uh, London has done the same thing. They've they've dealt with that for like eight years. It's it's for like um uh it's for air quality more so than 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 traffic. Um, but yeah, I just learned yesterday or today one of these days that like they're trying to do that in New York. Yeah, to try to cut down on congestion.
0: Yeah, luck- luckily we did not drive into New York because parking would have just been mm-hmm. it would have been more than the Ubers that we took places. Yeah. Um, we basically we kind of split it if, if it was some place we could get to on a train reasonably and in, like the amount of time we needed we hopped on the subway especially on sunday when we didn't really have anything like s- like timed that we had to be to until the evening um yeah. but then like on saturday we had a lot of stuff where like we had to get to a place fairly quickly so we just took ubers and holy shit man people that that drive in new york on like a daily basis they just do not give a fuck like
1: no People who drive in New York don't care. They just don't care.
0: Yeah, like, didn't get into any accidents. Never really felt like I was in danger. But, like, there are plenty of times where I'm like, Jesus, man, you are just back and fucking forth. And it's not like we're on a highway. We're on a two-lane, we're on, like, Lexington Avenue or something like that. Like... Yeah. Yeah. People are crazy. But, you know what? We got where we needed to be every time before, like, we needed to be there. Nice. So, good on them. Um... But yeah, you guys want to talk about about this book?
1: Yeah, let's go yeah. for it. Let's do it. All
0: right. So we finished uh, finished business by we Ray. We finished business. Dittinger.
1: That we did. We, we finished
0: business. All right, Rich. Since you probably liked it the least, how much did you huh. hate
1: it? it, it same as last time, I was bored. Uh, There's literally maybe two chapters that I cared about in this entire book. Um, which two and chapters? You you I want you guys to guess which two chapters I cared about the most the wrestling chapter oh hold on. i let's 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 rephrase that which two chapters had the biggest effect on me or interest on me
0: the wrestling chapter and the chapter about tommy McDonald.
1: um it, like in close. the whole book in the whole book in the whole book in the I whole
0: mean, book the
1: last actual chapter honestly the philly special i did not care about reading about the philly special because i've seen it live what and a fake i've fan. heard about it nonstop It's a great play. It's awesome. I don't need one more person's perspective of a Philly special. I was really interested in Tommy and me because that was more about the play and writing the play and creating the play and that I'm interested in and I was really interested in reading about Andy Reid and it started to make me cry when he was talking about Andy Reid reaching out to him about his mom and then he was talking about Andy Reid's kids and sons and his son passing away. That Those were really the only two parts of this book that I was invested in everything else i just like either it happened before my time and i didn't care or i've already heard it enough to where i don't care <laughs> and you're boring what <laughs> i none of this none of this information in this book really mattered to me
0: none of it which i mean like look that that is completely valid um like that stuff's not for everybody i enjoyed it true what did you think i i i loved it and i'm mad i hadn't actually
2: fi- ever finished reading it before now because i've had this I mean, book for like two years
1: <laughs> i was gonna say the book is really only like a year and a half old
2: it's yeah but i've had it really
1: like, a year old g- like no it's like two I- he talks about the coronavirus which means he started yeah. writing it at least in 2020 uh it was published in 2021
2: yeah all right so, so yeah it's yeah I- and so, i've had he- it basically he- since then
0: I'm pretty sure I got it Christmas 2021. So all right, Did you should August say, like, your dad years. got you a copy of it signed or something? Yep. But, yeah, like, going into this, I-, I think I said it last time we talked about it, I had no idea who this guy was. I still don't really. Like, I, it- I don't know that I've ever heard him speak about sports. Like, I don't listen to WIP. <laughs> I don't watch Eagles games at all, let alone the post games. Mm-hmm. So, but like, that's
1: the thing. He doesn't do post games for Eagles games. He does post games for Comcast SportsNet, which no, means well, you have to you have to change the channel to watch his post games.
2: Yeah, but that's where the Eagles post game show was not. Well, on... like
1: there. But if you're watching sports on just a normal TV, like I'm giving Kyle uh, the benefit of the doubt, I, I like, see what yeah, you yeah, mean. Yeah, you, you you have to seek him watching like, him. So if you're yeah. if you're just watching football, you're not gonna have watched him, even if you are. Like like you wouldn't have seen him if you're just there to watch football. Right, like, I, I see what you mean. It, like if I was yeah, watching if, it
0: on Fox, it would be the thing with Terry Bradshaw. Right. Yeah. But like, just in general, I mean, like, I don't watch football, period. I, I don't like football. I think it's fucking boring. Um, so, yeah. No idea who this guy is. If, if you played a clip with his voice, I would not be able to identify it. It's not I mean, like he's fucking ha- Harry Callis or something like that. Though he mentioned mm-hmm, him a bunch. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I actually thought the book was incredibly engaging and interesting because it was weird. Like, I think, like, the, the sports history of the stuff that I didn't know, like, the early Eagles stuff, even, like, the Philly stuff, like, pre-80s, like, like pre-Schmidt um, and Rose and all that stuff was just interesting. Like, I, I didn't realize the Eagles were that bad of a fucking team before then. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I knew they weren't great because, like, I, like, I knew the snowball story, but I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was, like, 20 years of them just being the fucking worst.
1: Yeah, pretty I much. Will, I will say I didn't know the snowball story wasn't still at Franklin Field. I thought that was a vet story. Um, no, the fighting was the vet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like, I, I thought, I thought snowballs and the batteries and everything were all vet era, not Franklin Field, which batteries were sixers or no flyers, aren't they? Batteries onto the ice or something like that.
2: Nope. Batteries were the Phillies. They were thrown at J.D. Drew after the Phillies drafted him twice and he refused to sign with the Phillies and then signed with the Cardinals. Uh, And then they did clock radio night, I believe, and the radios came with D batteries already in them, or C batteries. Like, big-ass fucking batteries, one way or the other. And, yeah, that was either incredibly well thought out, or incredibly poorly thought out depending on your opinion. I yeah. think
1: it's it, I think it was well thought out but poor timing. They yeah. probably weren't thinking like, oh, when they planned this event, they weren't thinking, oh, this guy who wasn't going to sign with us was going to be here for the first time. And so it was like, all right, we're going to do that, but then they didn't think to re to change up the event. So it was they- a happy accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was. It was a happy accident.
0: But but yeah, like I like I thought all all that history stuff was interesting, and then once you got into the nineties, it's like I was not actively engaged with that stuff, but I grew up around it. So like Mm -hmm. I knew those names. Like when he started talking about Reggie White, like I know who Reggie White was. Right. Uh when he got to the late nineties and like Andy Reid and McNabb and like Deuce Staley and like stuff like that, like Mm -hmm. I knew those names. Like I joked about it today on on the, the the trivia game that we do. Um, today was the first time I got a player one right because I knew who Brian West uh, Westbrook was, mm-hmm. and like just by their little like blurb about him, I'm like, oh yeah, th- no, that that was fucking Westbrook. Like, there's only one person that could have been. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's like at that point, it's just like, oh, like like this is the history I know, but like I don't know much of. Like I just I recognize these things. Like I remember. In like the the mid two thousands, when like the Eagles kept getting a little bit better and a little bit better until they finally got to that Super Bowl and then lost and then got worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, I found all of that interesting. Um, I was bummed that uh, there wasn't a chapter on the the two thousand eight World Series. Um, just because he had he had a chapter on the eighties. Yeah, um,
1: but but, but I, he had a he, chapter he, on the eighties because it was their first World Series, just like it was the Eagles' well, first. He also. Uh, he also was
0: one. completely uninvolved in sports reporting at that point like he covered the eagles with WIP and he worked yeah. for NFL films like yeah. pr- like the 80s he actually was still working for a newspaper where yeah. he had a reason to follow the that that stretch um as both a fan and a profession mm-hmm. by 2008 it's like i'm sure he watched it and was excited for it but yeah like didn't a lot of this book, like he he intermingled his personal experiences with his work experiences. If mm-hmm. he didn't really have a work experience to tie it to, um, he wasn't he wasn't using that. Like, yeah. E- yeah, even the the Tommy and Me chapter, like if he hadn't had like a legitimate tie to that from like his professional career, he might not have included that because it it didn't tie to both.
1: See, I I I I think he, like I, he didn't have. I don't know. I disagree. I think he would have, he, that this still would have been in there. But, I mean, it was part of
0: his professional career.
1: Professionally it, wrote a play.
0: That's, and that's like, what I mean. Like, like, had he not written that play and had, had like, had his only real interactions with, with McDonald been like that stuff as a kid, he may have mentioned that in one of those first chapters talking about going to spring training, but it wouldn't have been its own full chapter of, Basically, him him forming a relationship as an adult with, like, his childhood hero. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like if he hadn't written the play, he still would have made sure to talk about Tommy McDonald. No,
0: no, no. Yeah. And yeah. I agree, but I don't think it would have been a, a full chapter on its own. Or, or not as long of a chapter, at least. It, it wouldn't have been yeah. as
1: long. It wouldn't have been a, the longest chapter in the book.
0: Yeah. It was a really good chapter, though.
1: It was, it was, it was, I was, I, I was interested in the relationship between him and, and Tommy, I was interested in the play itself, and, and the, the, the idea of coming up with the play, I like, like, that I liked, that was, that was a story, that was one story in this book, that I was just like, okay, this is something I can connect with, but the rest of them, like, I, like I said last time, a lot of the book felt to me as if it was just him paling around with his buddies, And, like, I don't really have a frame of reference for his buddies. And a lot of the times, he'll go over, like, Oh, here's these people. And he'll name five different players with their player numbers. Or he'll talk about one of their stats. And I just, I see numbers and I blank. I'm like, I did this at, yes, I understand. 600 hits is good. I'm making up a number, obviously. I understand whatever number you're giving me is good. But what's that in reference to in general? Like, I just know, like, okay, like, cool but i don't i don't i don't care about stats i don't care about history i this this, this, this been, book
0: is meant for sports fans this, though
1: yeah yeah and like this this book is meant for sports fans this book is meant for fans of ray didinger this book is meant for people who like history or historical facts and events i don't i i I like sports i don't care about all the nitty-gritty of sports I just want to know, is my home team winning or losing? Obviously, they're losing right now. Or lost
0: yesterday. Well, one of them did. Yeah. yeah the one's we're not going to talk about that. Right now. Um, so, <clears throat> so what I'm picking up is, I'm a bigger sports fan than you. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, you
2: get way more of the sports questions, right, on the, the Daily Dozen. I don't true. read
1: the sports questions.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Oh, really? Like, I don't know why. It, he barely, like, do you not see most of his answers? He, like, doesn't even try to answer... If I just I don't, seven out of t- nine questions every week. If,
1: if if I don't know it from looking at it, I'm not going to guess because I can't fathom a guess. If so, I don't know it, I'm not going to guess it because I, mean, I that, don't. Kn-
0: I, that's that's fair. I didn't realize you didn't um like I assumed that's what you did. That like you you just didn't take guesses because like you drew a blank on like what you could yeah, guess. For, but I didn't know you just skipped the sports ones.
1: The sports questions, I just click 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 so I can say give up because I. I know most likely I'm not going to know these answers.
0: So I do that with, um, with the college sports ones. Um, mm-hmm. and like usually the, like a- anything like college sports or, um, or like, like weird stuff like, like soccer or golf. Like, oh, the golf ones kill me. <laughs> I'll, I'll read them really quickly. And if they're asking for a team or a school or something like that, um i'll usually make a guess especially if they give me some sort of geographical like thing like if they go this this western conference nba team like i put like the denver nuggets or something like that like and every once in a while that works like i just pick a random team and i try not to pick yeah. the obvious team as often as possible mm-hmm. and like it's it's worked a handful of times Every once in a while, I just I, I do know them like like today's like I knew today's uh, I think there was a Phillies or an Eagles one a couple weeks ago that I knew also just from like osmosis more than anything. I mean, Cobb, this motherfucker didn't even guess the Brian Westbrook question. Well, he didn't read. He just said he doesn't read it. He just clicks on I it and read it. moves along.
2: Yeah, oh. Should have read it. Would have took 30 seconds, but- not even 30
1: seconds, taking three seconds to read it.
2: I mean, I've been like, oh, I, I, I,
1: w- I wouldn't have known the answer. I promise you, I, I wouldn't. Guarantee have known the answer. you would have. Been. I would not have thought of the name Brian Westbrook. I can, I'll let you know. I know Brian Westbrook. I know the name Brian Westbrook. I don't know anything about. I don't remember his stats. I did not pay attention to football prior to like 2012. I just knew his name. Like I saw people with Brian Westbrook jerseys. Like I did. N- I do not know this stuff. I did not pay attention to it. I did. I don't know what a pro bowler is. I, I, <laughs> I I'm looking at the question now. Two time pro bowler. This running back was a dual threat for the Eagles from 2002 to 2009, rushing for almost 6,000 yards, compiling almost 4,000 yards in the air and totaling 66 touchdowns. When I see this question, I see two times pro bowler for the Eagles for seven years with a lot of yards. That's what my brain sees. Okay. that's Because I don't know what I, I don't have a reference for any of these. And so I would not have guessed Brian Westbrook because I don't know who was on the team from 2002 to 2009 besides Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens. And I I know it wasn't Terrell Owens
0: because he was a receiver. Yeah. So did-
1: I didn't even know he was a receiver. I just thought he didn't get joined. He, I knew he wasn't on the team in 2002. It was in the book you just read. I wasn't, but I, I didn't, I, (laughs) I'm I'm kidding. My point, my point proven though, my point proven, like sports information does not stick in my brain. I can talk your, talk your ear off about Monster Hunter and D&D and a bunch of other things, Resident Evil. Um, but like, I, I'll watch sports and I'll enjoy watching sports, but I'm not going when it comes to having all these numbers in my brain and reading all these numbers it becomes gibberish to me
0: which like that that's fine and like to be fair like i'm not i'm not judging you for, for that um i am i'm not really i just i just thought it was funny like because like i know like you do fantasy football and like like you do follow sports a little bit oh, way yeah. more than i do
1: I, the way I do fantasy football is, all right, who's projected to do better this week than than, than, than whoever else. All right, great. I'll pick that person. The, the way I do fantasy football is, hey, Drew, pick my fantasy
0: football team. Like, but like in general, you pay more attention to the like game to game than I do. And without a doubt,
1: I, I you might I not watch to. them,
0: but I feel like you pay attention more than I do.
1: I used to, uh, pre COVID for sure when I was going to people's houses every other week or every week to watch sports every week I don't do that as much anymore because I don't have i, I did, I've watched more football this year than I have in the past three years because it's more actively available on streaming
0: service that's fair yeah whereas like i like I said before like i I find football like actually boring to watch um it's just I, uh particularly on television like the it's so much downtime and commercial breaks that like To me, it's just it's not interesting unless it's like end of the game, like like big stuff's happening. And even then it's like, cool, they're going to do 17 commercials in the last 30 seconds of this game. Let me tell you, Cobb, football is way better on TV than in person. Oh, I can I can imagine. But at least like in person, you get the atmosphere.
2: Yeah, but on TV, you get the replays and the breakdowns of the plays that just happened. Now, imagine being at the game and you're you see the play happen and then literally 30 seconds of nothing. Not yeah, you're, 20 you're seconds watched... of the replay of the prior play that gives you a breakdown and then five seconds of nothing.
1: So you know how in a, at a, at a baseball game, you're watching the jumbotron between innings and between halves. Yeah. Do that every 30 seconds rather than every five to 10 minutes.
0: That's fair. And like, I have, no, I don't, Actually, you know what? I I've been to two football games. We we actually went to an Army-Navy game years ago. Um which that was that was neat. Um and then I went to a preseason Eagles game in like 8th grade, I want to say. Um and like they were fine. We actually had really good seats for that one. Uh but yeah, like foot, football has just never been the sport that like I'm super into. I much would rather watch a um a baseball or a hockey game. But
1: Yeah. I I would honestly I I enjoy watching baseball but it's more because it's the easy sport to follow when you're not paying attention to it um but yeah other than that it's like i'll, I'll watch i'll watch football but i i'm a social sports intaker i need to be with people to watch sports because i want to have conversations and stuff otherwise
0: that's that's fair um but yeah as far as the book's concerned like I, I thought the second half of it that we read was really strong um i was surprised with the wrestling chapter right yeah like he it's a like i did not expect to... Yeah, did not expect that, and did not expect it to kind of go as deep as it did. Mm-hmm. Because um, it did, like, like they went kind of, they went they went deep and kind of, emotional's not the right word for it, but I can't think of another word.
2: Yeah, I know what you're going for,
0: but I also can't think of the word that really would fit. Yeah. Yeah, and It much like with a lot of the other ones, he, I think he did a really good job when he was talking about some of these things, name-dropping both known names and... And unknown names, mm-hmm. like like he mentioned, like Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter, and and a couple other names where it's like, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you'll recognize those names just right. through osmosis. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he can he can mention other people. Like I actually ended up googling. I didn't know there was another random dude who went by the Undertaker in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he he said that, and then he said the guy's name. I'm like, I don't think that's the Undertaker's name. His name's like Mike or something like that. Um mm-hmm. and I googled it. I'm like, oh, there was like this other dude who used that name. Like, okay, that's fucking weird. Um, and then uh, same thing with like like baseball and football and everything. You know, early the early Eagles and and Philly stuff was definitely for me at least a lot more of like names I've never heard before. Um, just because like who the fuck has heard of the Eagles players in the 60s other than maybe oh, you? Yeah, Drew. yeah. <laughs> Even a lot of those were like
2: not players I knew. Like, but like players from the 1960 championship team, I know players from that abysmal era of the Eagles. I didn't know like any of those dudes.
0: Yeah. And even um even like coaches, like like a lot of times, like you might not know the players names, but it's kind of easy to remember coaches because, you know, there's only one every like five to six years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't recognize any of these names until um uh, Vermil. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's that's a name I recognize. <laughs> Well, I mean,
2: kind of to your point, Vermeil was around for a, a while. The coaches they had in that run before that, it was like, oh, this guy was here for two years. This guy was that's, here for like half fair. a year. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. But and then once you kind of hit the 80s and 90s, it's like, all right, I don't recognize every one of these names, but like there's at least there is somebody name dropped in every chapter where I'm like, OK, I know who that is. All right. Yeah. OK. we We are in a period where I was alive or close enough to being alive that I recognize this name. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I I like history though, and mm. I'm a bigger sports fan than Richie.
1: Yeah. I mean, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but it's just it's my go, my brain. I like I can I can do math, but my brain doesn't do numbers, and my brain doesn't do history. I I was always bad at history. I was always bad at remembering facts, and like I was always bad at like just keeping track of stuff like this, and so. I can promise you right now that I barely remembered any of the book that I read. Immediately after reading all almost 100 pages, I barely remembered anything that I read. Like, I, 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 like, I, I finding out that the Eagles were almost sold. That's the first time I ever heard about that. And I remember that the coach's or the owner's name was Toast, I guess his name was. Um, mm-hmm. and that's it. But you know what I do remember? I remember Bleach. I can talk to you about Bleach go? You know, and, and I mean, and...
2: in fairness, Walnut, like I can't. I could remember basically fuck all about the Jurassic Park book. Basically, all I could remember about the book was shit that was basically in the movie because it means nothing to me. Like that, I'm the same way about
0: fictional shit. So I get it. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I'm like, I like them both. I can tell you. I can tell you things. Ask yeah. question, guys. I'll t- I'll tell you about Jurassic Park. I'll tell you about about fucking. 1960s eagles within reason i can name one player on that team
1: yeah it's it's i think the thing is like i get i kind of i can't remember if i said this i saw this as homework this felt like homework to me whereas reading jurassic park was entertainment
0: and now you know how drew has felt for the last three years (laughs) no i
1: don't i don't i honestly don't because and i'm gonna i'm gonna say this now because it's something i was thinking about you never sat there and watched just the movie. You did other stuff while watching You did other stuff while taking in whatever the media was. No! I really didn't! It worked! You would work! You would be at work while watching the movie. Only, maybe a handful
2: of times. And only because those were times where life happened, and I the only time that I could actually fit but, in watching or listening to the thing. The, although listening to things is different because that is a thing I can l- actively l- multitask l- during, but like yeah, watch l- any watching. I think I watched one movie, maybe two during work time, because but when, shit happened and that was the only time I could do it.
1: But what I mean, like you were, Were you on your phone, checking Facebook, checking Twitter, checking whatever social medias or sports things while the movie was on?
2: Incredibly rare. Only on the, the super shit movies where it got to the point where I was checked out. But I legitimately tried to do my best to watch the movie and take in the movie. But, you know, two thirds of the... Fuck that. A third of the way through fantastic four it's like yeah no i can't just watch this fucking movie the entire time like i need to look away
0: at something for a minute which rich is exactly what you did with this book and with with the the records like you 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 tried like like you gave it like effort even if you know like like you had said in in for the first half of the book that like it, it was tough for you like it, it wasn't a thing that was engaging to you, so like you struggled to get through each chapter and found yourself getting easily distracted, even when you were in like a room without like the TV on and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it, like that's how I felt trying to read Jurassic Park. I'm like,
2: it was a slog for me. It felt like homework. I mean, yeah, it felt like homework.
0: You guys should just both like books more. That's I think that's eh. what I'm getting at. Like all the I'm, books, yeah. and then it's it's not a problem.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, I yeah, I don't, like, <laughs> I, like again, it's, 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 it's again, and like, I, I'm, I, it's, it's an, uh, it's a concept I don't understand in, in, in that you do not like fiction, you do not like stories, I do not understand that, I will never understand that, because it's like, ent- re- hearing a story is entertainment and entertaining to me, whereas hearing about someone's life, especially someone's life I don't know, is not entertaining to me.
0: But, so, like, just flip that then, right? Yeah. Yeah, just flip it. Like, it, it's the That's same feelings. Feel. It's just too diff- Like, you guys are just opposite. Like, yeah, But, but like, your feelings the same, technically. Like, not the same, but, like, you but, have but the how... same feelings for things just in reverse. It's, but, it's but, a, a but, preference.
1: But how is hearing a story not entertaining?
0: Because... It just
2: sometimes isn't like because it's a boring bad story to me it doesn't have it doesn't make an emotional emotional connection for me whereas like reading his the the chapter about tommy and me like has the fucking beginning middle and end it has the beginning of him as a fucking child meeting this guy he'd been following for years and then was excited got drafted by the team then has a middle where oh i'm like this reporter he doesn't realize that i was this kid and then has the end where it was like you know that i was this guy right and like oh shit now they have this big reconnection on a completely different level and you know then tommy mcdonald passes away and it has that like sad ending And Drew
0: was a sobbing mess through that whole last, like, three pages.
2: Nah, not quite. (laughs) I laughed at that chapter more
0: than I got choked up. There was a lot of funny to that chapter, which I think did help balance, like, you kind of knew, especially at, like, I feel like at the Hall of Fame point. Like, you knew that chapter was going to have a sad ending, even if you didn't know Tommy McDonald had already passed away. mm Mm-hmm.
1: And that's probably one of the reasons why I like that chapter more so than any other chapter, is because you're right, it it did have a beginning, middle, and end. Not only was it about him coming up with the, the story of the play, but it was also, it was the story of the play. And it was, yeah. It, like, whereas the rest of the chapters, it was just, oh, here's these people. Uh, and also there were these people. Oh, and then there were these people. For pretty much every chapter.
2: I mean, again, to me, I feel like you're being a bit reductive, but, like, that Tommy and me chapter is almost, like I said, is basically a short story in in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, each chapter is talking about moments on specific people that kind of plays to the bigger story of the whole book of his life, you know,
0: but. Yeah, the Tommy and me chapter is probably the only one that you could take out of that book. And have it be its own standalone thing. Yeah, I mean, hence it being a play. Mm-hmm. Um, and have that actually stand on its own right. versus I feel like maybe one or two other chapters you could potentially kind of pull out of that book and and have it still have an impact. But I think a lot of the impact that the chapters have is he tells it in mostly chronological order. It's mm-hmm. it's like a weird overlapping chronology, but like it starts at the beginning of of, of his experience and makes its way to like the modern day but like each chapter retreads some of the earlier years not the same topics necessarily but like he goes back to the 60s and the 70s regularly because Mm -hmm. there are key things about those times that impact whatever he's referencing in the 90s or the early 2000s or something like that yeah but yeah rich i can completely understand why this wouldn't click for you especially knowing that like in general, you've always been a little bit more disinterested when it came to like the non y things, because mm-hmm. even like documentaries, like the couple times we've done like a documentary-style thing, like they haven't clicked for you all that well.
1: We haven't. No, I was. We've only done one documentary thing, and that was two documentary things, and those were uh, the 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 F1 thing and friggin' um fucking uh uh Top Gear, and I liked both of them.
0: Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. The History of Tetris.
1: I, I, did I necessarily not like them?
0: I don't think you, I, I'm pretty sure that you didn't really enjoy the Final Fantasy 14 one, be, like, for the most part, I think generally because it was stuff that you already knew, um, for having, like, played the game in those early days. Uh, the Tetris I one, never, I actually don't No,
1: remember. no, I, di- I never played the original Final Fantasy 14.
0: No, no, but you played, like, the early Realm Reborn. Yeah, like, you, you more... knew what led up to a Realm Reborn, and, like, what that relaunch was like.
1: All I, I knew that, that was Final Fantasy fourteen was bad. I didn't know anything about how bad it was. Like that that's the thing, like I don't recall not liking those, but I do recall not remembering a lot about them. Like I I remember retaining a lot more information about the Tetris drawn than, than than uh I was expecting.
0: That was much more recent too.
1: Um but I don't necessarily I, I know I was apprehensive in going into them. But I don't recall necessarily not liking them, but I treated those more as a podcast, because I just listened to what they were saying, and I worked during that time, because that's really what they were, kind of.
2: (laughs) motherfucker tries to call me out for (laughs) multitasking
0: for shit. So I I think, (laughs) and honestly, I assumed it too, like, I know I watch stuff while working, and sometimes I'll watch it twice because of that. I thought we all just did that for the most part. To be, and
1: honest. I I also thought like Cobb. I know you will fucking play video games while watching shit. So like, not well, no not the, like, not the like, book like, when, stuff. On, on a documentary style thing, I'm more so than not going to be spending my time listening to it because there's no point to watch it. That's fucking super not true. <laughs> what are they? What are they going to have on screen that they're not telling me about? I mean. Guess it
2: depends it on could the be any number of things.
1: I mean, not every documentary, yes, but,
2: like, just to they're gonna be have like, re- oh, re- no, nope, they're not going to have anything on the screen, then why is it even, like,
0: well, you're I mean, just
2: the- completely discounting the reason they would make it into a video format.
1: I mean, it's it's... It's monetization. They could get it more in- Like, that's the thing. They're going to have reenactments. They're going to have recreations. They're going to have screenshots and tidbits, but they're like, whatever screenshots and tidbits they're going to have on there is going to be what they're talking about. So I, I'm not losing anything by not watching it.
0: See, I don't know. I think, I feel like I get more from seeing some of that stuff while they're talking yeah, about it. Like, exactly. the Final Fantasy 14 one in particular, like, they had video of like those final days of the original game, and I feel like it did a lot to kind of see what the game looked like before it relaunched, and that like like seeing the weird comet in the sky that was going to destroy the world and all that all the, all that stuff, and like and the- and
1: like I would I would look over occasionally, but like I feel like with the way they were explaining things, I it didn't really help me,
0: and like. I'm not I'm not judging you for working while watching stuff like I said I do it all the time like sometimes I watch things twice because I end up missing a chunk of it that I feel like is going to impact my actual opinion on it so I mm-hmm. I just replay it and and make sure to pay attention during whatever bits I missed um but yeah I think part part of that for you is like and you admitted it last time non-fiction is not the thing that that you are drawn to you want a story you want an escape from the real world you don't want more of the real world when you're like watching or listening or reading something yeah and i get that and drew is the opposite he only wants reality he yep. he does not want to be part of the matrix
1: <laughs> it's so boring whereas it's on- not, but it's like
2: it's not though <laughs> it's not just it just because it's real doesn't
0: mean it's boring I mean, a lot of the real world is boring. Let's be realistic. Nobody can fly. Nobody has superpowers. N- dinosaurs aren't brought back to life. There's a lot of stuff about the real world that is just fucking boring.
1: But, like, that's the thing, though. It I can read a story that's based in the real world because it's it's a tale. It's a story. It's a legend. It's a... it's. It's not real, so it's easier for me to get into it and understand that some of this stuff can actually happen. And I'm not saying that I don't believe anything in this book happened, but when you're giving me bit by bit, number by number, day by day type shit, I'm sitting here, I'm like, all right, well, this happened 20, 30, 15, 20, 30 years ago, why does it
0: matter? Because history repeats itself.
1: All right, so then I'll find out when Ray second II is, is a broadcaster, <laughs> like... <laughs>
0: You won't though because you didn't follow the first one.
1: But I'll be following this one because I'll be an older person who's watching football. Like I'll be watching football, maybe I'll be more in sports at that time.
0: I don't believe you. You're just going to get more in the Monster Hunter in your old age. <laughs> <So> <laughs> uh-huh. You're you're going to go senile so you're going to forget that you played all of them. You're just going to start them all over. I haven't played all of them. No, but I mean like by the time you're older like you'll have played like all the ones that are are playable. Yeah. Um but I, I guess to to move things along Rich, do you do you have a pick for the next thing?
1: I do. I do have a pick. I don't know if you guys are going to be all too happy with it, but I do have a pick. But before I give you my pick, I want to discuss what we could do. I mean, we're still a month out, but I want you guys to have a month to think about it. I have a suggestion for what we do next if the actor's strike is still going on.
0: Which, I mean, so, so real quick, for anyone that not following along, um, apparently the studio executives actually went to the meetings this week. Oh, wow. Which is a big step in a direction of maybe something getting settled. Cause they usually don't get involved until they're ready to actually make a deal. They just keep yeah. sending their shitty lawyers who actually can't make a deal.
1: Yeah. Um, so an idea, and we could still do this in, in a month after we're done the book that I'm choosing. Uh, I have the idea to do, um, audio, uh, audio, audio plays. There's a bunch of audio plays out there. Um, what's the an purchase- audio play? A theater of the mind, like audio, like a, like a podcast type fucking uh uh, uh story. Oh, like, like that,
0: like like Night Vale or that thing we did before.
1: But yeah, like the like the like the Life After and and the message stuff, or not necessarily Night Vale, but kind of Night Vale.
0: I was just throwing out things um, that I know are a little more scripted and narrative driven than not. Yeah, yeah. Those are the only two I... Actually, I'll, I'll have to have Erica send you the name. She just found one that uh, you might be into that's, um... It's like three seasons of ten episodes, um, but it's mm-hmm. one of those, like, narrative podcasts.
1: Because there's, there's one that uh, a buddy of mine sent me. It is called... You might enjoy it, Cop. It's called uh, The Riddler Secrets in the Dark. Tammy, is... cut
2: me off before I could make a... That's an incredibly specific title. Joke.
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's eight episodes of about half hour each, tops.
0: Oh, that's right. Like, um, and and it's the, all it the superhero ones too, like the Wolverine. There's
1: tons and... of superhero ones. There's, but this one is in the, pers- from what I recall hearing, it might be in the perspective of Riddler during one of his, th- during or something like that. But it's the Riddler pretty much, uh, 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 uh what's the word? um oh, damn it there's a or when he makes it seem like somebody else did it um frames frames that's it the riddler basically frames batman and robin for something that he's doing and so it's in the like view over the riddler and hassan minaj is the voice of riddler with coleman domingo who was uh in uh fear the walking dead and gina rodriguez are also voices
0: yeah i this. it's crazy like the voice casts a lot of those um those like superhero ones get like um uh, what's his face? Uh, Armitage. Uh, yeah I think was is Wolverine. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, like WB and and Disney can can you know send out some money yeah. for that stuff.
1: So, and there's there's obviously there's more than just freaking superhero ones, but for something potentially, or we could still do it after after the fact, something besides movies that we could do in a month. Look into things like those, because I, I want to suggest we uh watch or listen to that, that Ridler 1. Again, it's only four hours tops. It's, it's, yeah, it's less than a half hour for most episodes. Some are even less than 20 minutes, and it's eight episodes. I mean, I would probably wind up, I would say I would probably wind up
2: picking Night Vale, but Night Vale is, like, we, I've you lost would have the to... thread on
1: where Night Vale is on <laughs> shit. You would have to find an arc in Night Vale that's within four hours if you were to do Night Vale.
0: If I remember, say. aren't Night Vale episodes super short? Like, aren't they only like fifteen minutes or something like that? Twenty. I think twenty. Yeah, 20 minutes they're in to like the twenty-minute range. Okay. For some reason, I thought they were like really short episodes.
2: Some are shorter, but I, like I would say on average, it's twenty minutes.
0: I'm sure, like their yeah. Wikipedia page has like the arcs listed though, and we could figure something out.
2: Yeah. I mean, realistically, like, they're, they're at I would say 236
1: at the episodes right now. So, wow.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I listen to it right?
1: every week. I don't know what's going on, but I listen to it every week.
0: I haven't listened in a lot
1: in a while. But
0: I, I mean, depending on how the strike goes, like I'm willing to at least like consider that. Like, like I'll look at for for audio plays or dramas or whatnot.
1: Yeah. Um. But my suggestion, my book that I want to read. Is a book that I've had since the pandemic and I've never read. World War Z. <sighs> spooky since it's the end of October. Um, and we're gonna go World War Z. I don't know if it's actually really spooky. It's not. But, um, it's like a collection of people's stories during the zombie outbreak and apocalypse. Um, trust me, I, f- I have both World War Z and Zombie Survival Guide. I was like, which one? I made sure to know which one is the right one to do because Zombie Survival Guide is literally the Zombie Survival Guide.
0: Yeah, I, I read book. part of Zombie Survival Guide. It, yeah, I I would have actually had to like argue against that one if you picked Zombie I, yeah, Survival no, Guide. No, I I wasn't.
1: I I made sure because the I had other ideas. I've got um. It's called, uh, the, like the Jedi Journals or something like that. I have the Sith, the, it's like, it's like a textbook that was owned by, that had, has notation by Anakin, uh, Yoda, um, uh, uh, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, I think might be in it, like a bunch, and maybe some Mace Window will like notate on the side. And it's just like a textbook of the Jedi, Jedi learnt teachings and stuff. I, it's a series they had for Jedi Sith and Mandalorian. And I have the Jedi and Sith book that I, I think it's like the book of the light side and the book of the dark side or something like that. I thought about those, but I'm like, no, that's, I'm, I'm going to hate that. Probably. Um, Drew,
0: I am pretty sure I own, um, a physical copy of World War Z. So if you would like to borrow that, you're more than welcome to.
2: Uh, maybe, probably. I did find one of our actual Kindles the other day as I was on a tear trying to, fucking find this car title but unsuccessfully <laughs> i did find a kindle though
0: i don't know if have a charger for it <laughs> um it, how old is it it should just be like a micro usb nope <laughs> oh is it so old that it uses its own like proprietary charger sure looks like it oh that's like a,
1: a usb um 2.0 or whatever. no, the, nope. that isn't my like, gross. It's about.
2: some weird, smaller than a USB-C, but definitely not a micro USB or whatever the weird USB that the PlayStation 3 shit all used. Mini USB. Mini USB. Yeah.
1: I, I I will say I also thought about doing that Batman book I read a few years back, but I had just read that a few years ago, so I didn't want to read it again. Um, and I also thought about doing the Walking Dead novels. But again, I've read those all already and you kind of lose you kind of lose the you lose it once it's spoiled for you at least the first one. So it's like I want to reread those, but I don't want to reread them and talk about them. So
0: that's yeah, that's fair. And what this the fuck is, a is book... with this audiobook being abridged? That's dumb. What do you mean? Um I was just looking um I was getting I, I just grabbed World War Z from the library. Um but they had the, they have the ebook and the audiobook and the audiobook's in abridged version. Which means it's not the full book. Um, That's weird. So it, it happens a lot, especially if um if it has like multiple narrators. Um, it'll be an abridged version where they're just kind of telling like like a core piece of the narrative versus the whole narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, but like World War Z is such a short book. I feel yeah, it's three hundred and fifty pages. Yeah. I'm surprised that the audiobook is the abridged version. Basically,
1: you know, it's going to be nice to read another not hardcover book. That was the hardest part of reading finished business as it was a hardcover book and so it was just so heavy and stiff
0: so i i honestly like i agree i had the worst time reading a physical book it was it was a struggle <laughs> not because it was like heavy or anything like that it's just for what i think i mentioned it last time for whatever weird reason i like i think i'm the opposite of you guys where reading something on like a device is harder for you guys i find it very hard to focus on like a physical book
1: See, I've never actually read on anything besides, like, a PC or a phone. I've never had an ebook book an e-reader, or anything like that. So I've never read on one of those, so I don't know how my eyes will adjust to those. I know, like, Kindles and things like that are made to look like books and feel like books, kind of. So, like, it might be easier for me to read from something like that. But, like, a tablet itself... Something that like I would I'm probably it's probably the blue light that would really that really fucks with me. I would need to make sure to have like blue light turned off and all that stuff, and it would just be it would it would burn my eyes basically. <coughs> That's Is I,
0: why- I can understand that. Like yeah, the, the Kindles do have like like the the e ink paper thing going on where it does look incredibly close to like an actual piece of paper, um, especially like the non Kindle Fires like the just the the actual e readers, but. I read the same on my phone and tablet as I do on my Kindle. Um, and, like, I, I am not like a crazy fast reader, but, like, I read at a decent pace. Um, but I found myself actually having to reread pages quite a few times of a physical book because so I just kept getting distracted or, like, losing my place oddly in, like, the middle of a page. Like, do you, you, do you wear glasses? You don't wear glasses, right? Not really. Not when I read.
1: And, Drew, you used to wear glasses. You do contacts or do you do glasses? I wear contacts. Do you guys have astigmatisms? I do. Yeah, very slightly. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say maybe it's because of my astigmatism and how uh, 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 light flares for me that causes me to have issues with it. Maybe I was gonna. I was just trying to use my disability as to my benefit. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean that that could be it. But like my astigmatism
2: is very minor, and I now have proper contact lenses to help with that. So i it's even less than it used to be
1: i had anti like anti glare glasses and i still had bad issues with with, with I mean, stigmatism lens flare
2: don't know how much the gla- anti glare glasses really helps with
0: your eyes being
1: broken <laughs> like yeah, with with with, with uh, I, I, I seen a jj J. Abrams movie basically
0: yeah like i i have a pretty i like I have more of an astigmatism than, than Drew has for sure. And might, maybe not as bad as yours. I'm not really nearsighted or farsighted. Like I don't have 20-20 by any means, but I do not need glasses to read or see from like a general distance, either up close or far away. Um, I do get a lot of like floaters and, and stuff like that from the astigmatism, but just for, for whatever reason, physical pages, I just get, I think it's because I get a little distracted and like I'll turn my head or like move my head and I will, immediately forget which side of the book I was on and, like, where on that page I was at, whereas with, like, my phone or a Kindle or whatever, you only have one page in front of you at a time. Yeah.
1: I think, for me, the the other thing that I worry about with, like, an ebook is when it comes to reading a physical book, I actually feel the progress as I flip the pages and I can see how much I've read and how much I have left, and so it actually gives me more of that push to keep going because... I know how far I've
0: gone. I and mean, that's the best part about ebooks. You have different metrics you can base shit off of. Ki- any Kindle apps all give you different stuff that you can f- cycle through in the corner. You can see what page you're on out of the full number of pages. Um, you can see how many minutes are left in a chapter and how many minutes are left in the book as a, f- as a whole.
1: But flipping open to a page and feeling that you have more pages on your left than you do on your right, is just such a satisfying feeling of the fact that you're almost done.
0: I know. It just annoys me. <laughs> Fuck that. I want it on my phone. <laughs> I I also, this was the first physical book I've read in over a decade. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had a Kindle since 2011. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I own a bunch of physical books because if I really like a book, um, especially if it was like a library book, I'll buy like the physical one just to like have on the shelf. And if I ever want to like reference something, it's much easier to like grab the physical book and like flip through it to find it. Yeah. Um, especially like if I don't own it. If I own a Kindle version of it, I'm a little more hesitant to do that because it's like, I bought it once. Why would I buy it again? But library books, it's like, this was free. I will, I will give the author some money. <laughs> um, all right. But yeah, I guess so world war Z in two weeks, the first half of it. If it's a 350 page book, that would be 175 175-ish. pages. Yeah. Well, Look at me see. doing math, motherfuckers. Didn't even need a calculator for that one. Good job. Yeah.
1: Um, would be, let's see, I'm trying to find what chapter would probably be best.
0: Good, because I don't have the book handy.
1: I do. I have it right next to me. I grabbed it before we started. Um, come on. I don't think he has actual full chapters. There might just be chapter breaks. So, there's a chapter break on page, uh, what was it? One, sixty, hold on, guys. This is great audio. One sixty-eight, looks like there's a chapter break uh, on page one sixty-eight. We could probably go to there. What do you mean a chapter uh, break? So it's like there's a, like a little dot and it stops and and there's a big space between the previous and the previous paragraph and then it's like a stop and then the next paragraph it's all on the same page. Otherwise, it would be the next chapter would be 180 something. Otherwise, I think it's like it's 187 or there's nothing. I'm not seeing anything. Is there not
0: like a table of content? Oh, there are just very few chapters in this to begin with.
1: Yeah, 136. But each chapter is br- has has like stops and breaks. So it would be one, like we could do uh, through Homefront USA. That gets us through to 187.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, around, so finish on around the world and above.
1: But you'll see what I mean. Because like, looking at this 187 to 270, there's 100 pages between that. There's breaks yeah, it's, in those. It's one of those.
0: Every every chapter is a very long chapter, and instead of just doing smaller chapters, they do like little like breaks in the chapters. Yeah, yeah. But 187 is close enough to the middle of the book. Uh, yeah. So cool. I have that noted down. Um. So I'm going to I'm going to talk about Mario first because I-, I have less I can say about Mario.
1: Mario.
0: Mario. Mario. Ma- Mario. Mario? M- Mario. Um. Luigi. Louis- Louis- Luigi. 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 Luigi? I don't know. Uh, yeah, so Luigi. I, I played, um, most of the first world of Super Mario Wonder, the new, the new 2D Mario game. Um, it's, it's fun. It is super fucking easy though. I'm hoping that the difficulty goes up a little bit, um, as I get through the first world and they kind of finish with the tutorials. But this first world, there, there has been zero challenge at all.
1: That's usually how Mario games work, though, is, like, there's gonna be no challenge at the start, and then it just, as it, like, uh, as it introduces more and more game mechanics and things like that, it does, they do get harder.
0: Exactly. Um, and that's, yeah. that's what I'm expecting. Um, I only, I played a little bit on Saturday and Sunday while we were away. Um, just a f- Friday, both game, both this and Spider-Man came out, so I spent most of Friday playing Spider-Man. Um, since I knew I wouldn't get to play it again until we got home on Monday afternoon. And that was a whole shit show to begin with. Um, and that, so I, I just played Mario kind of like on the train in the hotel in the evening sort of thing. Um, it's fun though. Like it, it does play really well. It looks fantastic on the switch. Uh, my switch runs pretty fucking hard with that though. Like I can hear the fucking shit wor- whirring on the inside of my switch. So they better come up with something new soon. Cause I don't know if these launch switches are going to last much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the whole wonder seed thing that they showed in like the trailers is actually pretty cool because it does every, so far, every level has one. Um, when you do it, you get one of the seeds, which are basically like your currency or one of your currencies, I should say. <clears throat> and it just does something kooky to the level. Um, the, the hardest one I had was it put a bunch of invisible ramps in like that section of the level and you had to kind of figure out where to run to get all the way up to the top and there okay. were oca- there were occasionally enemies and stuff like that on there too so you could kind of see where they were going but like if you jumped wrong you might just jump over a path and le- and land and just fall back to the bottom and have to start over mm-hmm. um so like difficult in a sense of like tedium more than like there were a bunch of enemies and it made it difficult and you you could die um yeah and like sometimes they're like time limited um sometimes they just you just get to run around and do a bunch of cool stuff um like if you're the elephant and and it happens you're kind of indestructible so you can just sort of run through things uh there's actually one where i was indestructible cuz i was both the elephant and it was raining superstars so it like that was one of the time trial not not trials but like you had a limited time to get to the end so it was one of those like just run and fucking do all the best parkour as a as a fucking elephant um yeah
1: i i i saw one where it's singing Piranha Plants.
0: I have not done that one yet. But so have, that you one... Seen
1: it? How, like, have you seen have it? No. Have you seen it all? no? It's it's weird. It's weird, man. I did have
0: one where piranha plants, um, they got really big and were coming out of the pots and like chasing me around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um which that one it wasn't hard, but it definitely required a little more like back and forth to to avoid them because it took more than one um fireball to take them out since they were like these giant piranha plants. But overall, like, like, it is fun. Like, like, it's a well done Mario game. Um, one of the things you get are, um, like badges and the badges are like abilities essentially that you can have one equipped at a time. And I only have a couple right now. One of them, if I'm, if I'm little Mario, it will always make me big Mario at the start of the level. Um, and I have another one that lets me do a one vertical jump off of a wall. So you know, like in Mario, when you wall jump, like you immediately jump left and right, like you don't you don't really go straight up at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one lets you. Your first jump will always be a straight vertical one. Huh. So if you oh, can, that's like, sweet. yeah, so like if you're trying to get to like the top of something, but you need that little bit of vertical height to get to like a ledge to be able to wall jump off of it, you can kind of like hit that real quick, and then your next jump will be like a legit wall jump. Mm-hmm. Um, it took, even though they told me that's what was happening. It took me a little while to kind of get the hang of it though, because like, I just, my muscle memory is just regular wall jumping from like every Mario game, Metroid game and any other game that had like that sort of mechanic in the last 30 years. But like one, once I kind of like got the hang of it, it did make scaling certain walls a lot easier because I knew that I would be able to get to like that, like one that was just a little too high for a regular wall jump. Um. Other than that, you've got like all your basic Mario moves. You got like triple jumps. You've got butt stomps. Um, you get the fire flower. If you're, um, if you're elephant Mario and you get into water or stand on a pipe that's like gushing water, he actually sucks it up with his trunk and you can like spit it at things. Um, certain things in the environment will actually react to the water. Like if there's dead plants, it'll bring them back to life and they'll spit out coins and other currencies and things like that. Um, it's doing what a lot of the more, um, what Mario games have done since like Mario 64 where certain levels or especially the castles at the end of the levels are um, cut or blocked off and you need something to unlock them. So in this case, it's the wonder seeds um, and it, it's cumulative just like Mario 64 or sunshine or any of those where you're not losing them when you get up to them. It's just, you need to have 15 total to like unlock the first castle. And once you have 15, the castle's ready to go. Um, so far I have not run into a situation where I don't have more than enough. I'm sure as the game progresses and hopefully gets a little more challenging, it'll, I'll be pushing it a little bit more. Um, cause so far every level, um, has at least two wonder seeds in it. One of them you get for doing like the wonder seed bit of the, of the map. The other one you just get for completing it. Um, Mm -hmm. I have had one level that had three. I've done that level twice. I can't figure out where the third one is. I have the first one from from the Wonder Seed moments, and I have the last one from just finishing the stage. Have not seen where the third one would be. I I, I'm gonna have to go through it again and do like a um like jump on every pipe sort of thing to try and figure that one out. Um and there's a few uh there's a few like time trial sort of levels where it's just it's a very short level, there's one specific goal, if you complete that goal in the time allowed to you you just get a wonder seed and that's it there's really no reason to go back you're not gonna you don't get anything that i can tell if you complete it faster or break a record or anything like that um which is nice because it's one of those like you don't have to you don't necessarily have to keep running these things because so far they haven't been so complicated that uh you can't get them in one or two tries sometimes it's like one try to figure out what they want and then the second try to just do it Mm -hmm. which is so that's happened a few times with just, like, the wonder moments in the levels. Like, sometimes they don't make a ton of sense what they're doing. And you kind of have to just get through it, fail it, and then redo it to see, like, to actually understand what they were looking for. But it's been it's been good so far. I'm looking forward to playing more. Uh, it's just Spider-Man has been taking up all of my other time.
1: How you think? How, how, how you feeling about Spider-Man? I love it. Yeah, it looks great. I've been seeing a few people play it. I'm, I'm one of a few streamers that I personally know that I actually have a PS5, and so I should be one of the few streamers that's playing it, or one of the many streamers that's playing it, but so much came out in October, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, you're not wrong. And I mean, look, the, those two games, Mario and Spider-Man, same fucking day. Yeah. Um.
1: Mario and Spider-Man, same day, uh, City Skylines came out come, came out yesterday um this year it's just been too much with fucking video games like i'm still trying to figure out when i'm gonna play games from last year with fucking god of war ragnarok which i'm kind of shocked it still hasn't gone on sale yet um or at least i haven't been paying attention to a sale for that
0: i haven't noticed like a big sale for it either
1: um and usually like at this point it would have maybe christmas it'll go on a decent sale
0: uh but like that'll god be of the war, year mark so maybe black friday yeah. it'll have a big sale
1: you got war but then like you got Jedi Survivor, you got Baldur's Gate, uh 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 Mario, Spider Man, fucking what else came out? So much came out this year, man. So much. And it's uh uh Legend of Zelda. Like, oh my god.
0: Oh, that's right. Zelda was this year, damn. Um but yeah, so Spider Man two, um, it does a lot of the stuff that Spider Man and Miles did. Um that they did well, I should say. Okay. Um it's got the here's a here's a bunch of missions but it's none of them feel as tedious in my opinion. Like there's not really another backpack mission that I, at least not that I've unlocked yet. I am I am still early enough that I'm still unlocking all the side missions. Um I think I'm like 7 or 8 hours in and the game just feels good to play. Like swinging through the city still feels really good and the city is bigger now because you now have um chunks of queens and brooklyn to to go through. Yeah. Um and they added the web glider thing where like you can sort of glide through the city now, which makes traversal better in a lot of ways. Um cuz like when you're in brooklyn and queens the buildings are not that tall. Um so like web swinging through there is actually it it's a little bit more of a chore. But when you can hit the tall building and get like a really good swing and then pull out the wings and like glide for a little while and maybe like um they added currents and stuff like that where if you hit your um your little like scan button it'll show you like where there's like air currents that you can kind of dip into and it'll push you along for a little while and there are um air currents going up from like smokestacks and things like that that will push you back into the air um it it helps a ton with like getting around the city quicker um and then when you're in Manhattan the web swinging is just as good as it was in the first one um and then for the most part the game lets you swap between Miles and Peter whenever you want like, you just bring up the, um, the friendly neighborhood app from the, the Miles game, and you just hold square. And as long as you're not in, like, a story moment where you can't switch, it'll just seamlessly move over to the other Spider-Man. And generally, it actually keeps you in, in the same area. So, if you, um, there are, so the way the game is kind of, like, working so far, some story missions are specific for Miles, some story missions are specific for Peter. So, you have to be that character when you go to do them and then each of them also have side quests that are specific to them. So like Peter has um environmental things he can do with this foundation that um that he's helping. Where mm-hmm. it's kind kind of like the the Harry stuff in the first one but a little more diverse. Um and then as Miles you have um there's some prowler stuff again like like you kind of like um looking for stuff that your uncle left behind and there's also stuff related to his school that you you can do as him. Um, so, like, it gives you a reason to actually swap between both characters just when you're in the world, versus letting the game just tell you, like, who you need to be for a story mission. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, luckily, cause Rich, you played both of them, I think, right? Yes, I did. Okay. I, I played them both. Yeah, so, like, they both, they fight the same, but they have, like, their their unique abilities, so, like, you go into fights, like, differently depending who you're playing as. hmm Um, and it, it's weird they they did that thing where you have all the cool shit at the end of the first games, um, and you don't necessarily have all of that at the beginning of this game, but you have uh, stuff, so you don't feel like it's it's not Metroidvaniaing you, like you're not like Samus walking into a new new planet and having all your abilities sucked away. <laughs> yeah. Uh which is super helpful because that's that's always a really shitty thing to have happen. Um. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I, I've done a lot of the side stuff so far. Like, I keep... Every time I get, like... Uh, like, I do a story mission, and then I look to see what side stuff there is, and I just clear all of that off the map. Um, because, like, most of it's easy, and it's fun to do, and like I said, like, traversing through the city is just nice. Um... Even... They made quick travel, or fast travel, so seamless. Um... So you have to actually unlock fast travel. Um, it's like... Like most games. Like, it's, it's not just on. So... Once you unlock it for a district, you can just, you just move your cursor into that district wherever you want to be in in there. Press the button, and the map just zooms into wherever you press the button, and suddenly you're Spider-Man in that area.
1: You're not riding the train anymore?
0: No. There's no train, there's no loading at all. Like, it's insane. Man, man, that's that's My favorite
1: part was seeing Spider-Man on the train, playing on
0: his phone while... People were the, just
1: like, "Oh my God, a Spider Man!"
0: Yeah, all that train stuff was neat, but it almost like because of that and like because there was like a load there, I very rarely used the quick travel.
1: Oh yeah, no, I don't think I ever actually quick traveled. I think the only reason I knew about the quick travel was because Eric used it once when I was watching him play, and I was it, like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." But swinging around, like I I was never at a point in playing that game where I was not nearby an objective.
0: Exactly. And I think, so in this one, because it is bigger, and I feel like if I remember correctly, in the first one, a lot of the side stuff was opened very quickly. Or at least, like, it was, enough of it opened up quickly enough that, like, after every story mission, there were still a bunch of side things you could go do. This one is definitely a little slower with that. Like, it's not throwing a thousand extra activities at you every, after every mission. Which is nice, because it's kind of letting you, like... Build up to things and kind of like like learn how to play the game first. Um, if you haven't played the the others, um, you get some some neat tools and stuff too. Um, there there's one one gadget you get fairly early that makes stealth missions completely like that. It, it completely changes the way that you can do stealth missions, mm-hmm. which. I always like the stealth missions. I like the, like, creeping around in on, like, the ledges and across, like, the roof and just, like, webbing people up to the ceiling and luring them away from each other so that you can web them up to the ceiling. Um, what else is worth mentioning that's not, like, a... I'm trying not to give any big spoilers because I know, Rich, you're going to play it. Um, it's going
1: to be a while, to be honest. It's going to be... It's going to be at least six months.
0: No, I I mean, I know that, but, like, it's still, like... A lot of the stuff I've done so far, like, the story-wise has been pretty impactful to it, so I don't really want to, like, drop bombs on that. Especially, like, Mm -hmm. the game's also only been out. Yeah. Um, Some of, like, the, some of, like, just the nice touches, um, when you're just going around the city and, like, the random crimes happen, um, occasionally, like, you'll drop into a crime and the other Spider-Man will be there. Like, if you're Pete, Miles will already be at the crime beating the bad guys up and Pete will say, like, am I, am I crashing your party or are you crashing my party? Hmm. Um, or vice versa, like, if you get into a fight with, with, um, some robbers or something, halfway through it, like, Miles might pop up and, like, start helping you. Like, it just, it feels very seamless and, like, a living city. Um, and, like, there are some other characters that pop up that you'll, you'll see out and about, too, which is different from the first one. Like, most of the people on the streets were just, it's just bystanders. Like, you don't know them. Like, if you land, sometimes they'll go, like, hey, Spidey. But, like... In certain cases, like you'll see somebody that actually like you know in the game and you can actually go up and like interact with them, which is, you know, it's a neat little touch. Um, and like I said, like fast travel just, it's just seamless. Like there's no load time. You can go from the bottom corner of Brooklyn on like Coney Island to the top left side of, um, of Harlem, like where like the, um, the cemetery is in no time. Like you just, you open your map, you move the cursor, you hit triangle. And suddenly you're in Harlem and it'll just, if it's, it's cool. Cause depending on how they drop you, sometimes they'll drop you and it'll, you'll just be already swinging through like the skyscrapers. Other times you'll, you'll drop in with like the web gliders. If like there weren't like buildings nearby, like it's mm-hmm. just, they did such a nice job with it. Nice. Um, and vice versa. So th- like the fun little train scenes that, that you got in the, in the original one, um, you get those actually when you're switching characters now. So, um, Switching to from P- from Miles to Pete, I've had Pete spill coffee all over himself. Um, I've had him helping somebody like like literally he just finished helping a person when I swapped to him, like he was handing them like a balloon or something. <laughs> um, and I had another one where he was he was goofing off doing handstands on like a statue. Nice. So like you, like they're having fun with it still, which is nice. Um, there's also like I said, I'm like seven hours in. There have been like three already incredibly emotional like side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, where like one of them, it was like very. It was one of those. It, it's somebody from the first game, and you see them, and you talk to them, and you're like, "Oh, this isn't going to end well." And like through the whole mission, you're like, "It's going to be really sad when this when this mission ends." And it was really sad when that mission ended. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so far, it's great. Um. It has. I think the opening is significantly better. Um. So the opening of the first one was like you rushing downtown and then fighting Kingpin. Which you know that's fine. It's Kingpin. It was a lot more fighting Kingpin goons than than Kingpin, but you know whatever. Um, this one like an actual villain is attacking the city. Okay. So like you're at work on your first day of work and have to literally abandon your first day of work to go <laughs> save the city. So this is Miles or is Pete? Pete. Okay. Miles is with you. Like Miles ditch- ditches out of class. Um. But yeah, I mean, so, like, it's a minor spoiler for the very beginning of the game. Sandman's attacking, and he's giant Sandman destroying the city, and they actually keep the sand all over the place afterwards. Like, when mm-hmm. you when you swing down to that area of the city, like, hours later, it's still covered in a bunch of sand. Yeah. And, and like, there are still, like, fire trucks and ambulance and barricades and stuff like that, keeping people from, like, going over there. I th- yeah,
1: I mean, they, they did that with... Spider with the first Spider-Man, like any time a major event happened in in an area of the city, like that spot was continued to be damaged throughout most of the game until like a a time like even with um what's it called with with the fir- first episode like after you get to that part, uh uh Fisk's Tower is like cut off and all destroyed the entire time.
0: That's right. I actually forgot about that with with Fisk Tower, but and you're right. Like there there are a few other instances where um a factory exploded during a mission and afterwards, like, there's just black smoke, like, like, just pouring out of the building and when you swing over there, there's a bunch of firefighters, like, trying to fight the the fire. Mm -hmm. So, like, it does a very good job of making everything feel, um, like, it's building upon itself. Like, the game isn't, like, you you know any other game, like, something happens and then it's just right back to the way things were. Um, when you do actual story missions, they have a real impact on the world and, um, all of the I know the first game did it too but I feel like this game is doing a better job of like the battle damage like when you start to get injured like your suit is very noticeably torn up and it does it to all the suits which is which I always liked. I like that no matter what suit you're wearing that is the suit that you see in cutscenes and if if you go into a cutscene and you're nearly dead like Spider-Man's suit is like shredded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah so far so good a um, it, it, couple things that, that aren't great are like They have the... It's not, um... It's not... Shit, what was the... Screwball. It's not screwball missions again. But they they do have those, like... Do these missions and do them with, like, these very specific restraints to get the most reward out of it. And it's, of course... It's, of course, like, the currency you need to get all of the higher upgrades of your items and suits. So, like, you have to get at least 90% of them with, um the the gold star or you're not going to have enough currency to actually unlock everything. Yeah. And so far I found three that I am not going to be getting gold stars on because they're just not fun ones. It's the go in here and fight a bunch of guys, but don't take any damage. Um and it's it's doable, but it's one of those that's like something's going to go wrong twenty times before you get that perfect run. And I don't want to do that thing 20 times just to get two extra of these tokens. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna hope that the rest of them go well enough, and that there are enough other ways to get these tokens throughout the game that I can just leave those as like silver and bronze.
1: It's it's gonna the you could it's gonna be the same thing as the original Spider Man. You're gonna play his new game plus, and you'll get whatever carries over or whatever you already had. Well, and I mean be yes able to, to get that. The new stuff, and- but
0: the problem is these missions didn't unlock for seven hours, so. I'm not looking, f- like, I don't want to have to play that much of New Game Plus just to get these missions unlocked to get the few extra tokens.
1: But was it seven hours, or was it seven hours with cutscenes?
0: Oh, yeah, you know, I, I, it's still probably, like, four hours. And it if that is the only thing left to get a Platinum, I just won't get the Platinum. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not that sort of trophy hunter. Like, if I finish the game at 98%, I fucking finish it at 98%. Like, I'm not gonna force yeah. myself to play four hours to go do missions that I don't enjoy, just to get the, the couple of tokens I might need. I don't blame you. Yeah. I, at least, I unlocked the Scarlet Spider and 299 suits. Um, I just wanna get my, Ma- one of, two of Miles's suits. Um, I need, I need some of these tokens to unlock his Into the Spider Verse suit. Um, cause it, if it's animated like it was in the first game, it, it's got the cool, like, um, cell shaded animation. And, um, I wanna see if they have his, it's not his current suit anymore, but at the end of the last run of the Miles comic, he got like a new suit that I wasn't personally a big fan of, but I want to see how the how the game does it. Where he had like he basically was wearing like a hoodie, um, but it was like made into the suit. Um, it just I haven't gotten that one to like unlock at all yet to be able to purchase, so we'll see. But you know, it's been fun. So it's been fun so far. Um, I I will say just because we know from all the trailers, I do, I have not gotten the venom suit yet like i am not symbiote spider-man so you can play this game for a while before that happens i'm not i don't even know if i'm close to that happening yet yeah so but like craven has shown up a little bit i'm sort of seeing what craven's doing um we're getting to see some of like the villains that you took down in the first one um like tombstone like like tombstone's turning his life around um you see him during a part of the game which was fun um and all the side characters from both games are kind of, like, floating around, like, J- Jameson is still doing his, um, his show, um, MJ is a reporter still, Genki is still doing all the weird tech stuff for Miles, but now Pete's also helping, so, like, they're coming up with, like, even better ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good. I, I enjoy yeah. it. I'm glad I- it's out. I'm glad it's here.
1: I saw somebody post today on Twitter, if you beat Spider-Man to... In two days, was it worth $70? And I just responded, if you beat Spider-Man 2 in two days, you need to go touch grass.
0: I, so somebody I know did.
1: They need to go touch grass. They need to, like, get out of their house for a little bit. like.
0: So it it was the game they were most looking forward to. Um, They took Friday off from work. They started the game at midnight. They played till, like, the early morning. They went to sleep for a little while, got up, played the rest of Friday, um, and then played most of Saturday.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm not, like, look, I'm glad you found enjoyment and excitement, but that's, is, you just spent 40 hours in two days playing a game, basically. So? I don't know how long it actually took. I'm just saying, like, the person was asking whether or not it should be worth $60 if you can beat it in two days, and the, the response, when, I, when I'm responding with they should be going and touching grass, is just more of a, I mean, they put 20 to 40 hours into this game in two days. It's not about whether or not they beat it in two days, and it's about the fact that they were willing to put that much time into it. Yeah. That maybe they shouldn't be complaining that they beat it in two days if they put 40 hours into it in two days.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and like, this guy was not complaining, like... I know, but he, I, like, it's... He's glad he did it, like, and he's like, and you know what, like, yeah, it sucks that, like, it cost as much as it did, and it's already over, and, like, he was bummed that it was already over just because he couldn't experience the stuff again. But he's like, but in like it, six months, I'll I'll probably replay it, or like DLC will come out, like it did for the first one, and I'll get to play the DLC.
1: DLC will be like two years if it was like the first one.
0: No, the first one had the DLC. It had the Black Cat and the Tombstone and everything.
1: Oh, was that DLC? See, yeah, I like the play, City that I'd,
0: Never Sleeps.
1: I didn't. I didn't play the uh, the original at launch. I played the original like a year before Miles Morales came out.
0: Oh, so did you buy like one of like the collected editions where it just had everything? <laughs>
1: I guess so. Eric gave it to me for Christmas. So.
0: Yeah, so you probably got, like, Game of the Year or something like that, where yeah, it, so it, I... it came with that stuff. Yeah, like, the spoilers for Spider-Man 1 from 2018, the Black Cat stuff where um, she makes you think that she, that she had a child that was yours, and the Tombstone stuff with Yuri, were all from the DLC, if those ring any bells.
1: What was that again? I'm sorry.
0: Which part did you miss? The whole thing?
1: Yeah. I, I had somebody send me a message that really pissed me off, so I kind of phased out for a second
0: what an asshole um ho- hopefully everything's all right uh so the dlc oh, i'm sorry it wasn't tombstone it was hammerhead um the dlc involved hammerhead and black cat and everything and her making you think that she had a child that was yours yeah 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 um i think silver sable showed up for part of it again um yuri ends up like leaving the force at the end of it like it it was three or four parts yeah um And came I've, out, I've, I think it was like one chapter a month for like three months after the release. I might be wrong on that, though. Mm-hmm. But I,
1: I forgot. I forgot that that was all the.
0: Yeah. And if you played it that long after you would have. There's no reason that you would have known that. Yeah. Um, this game also looks to be like two years later. So I'm just I'm looking at the I actually just brought the Wikipedia for the the city that never sleeps stuff. And it says Peter is 23 years old and i am 90% sure he said he's 25 in this game. So, at least some time has passed. Um and i know they they do make reference a couple times in in um at in the early parts of this game that the stuff that miles went through um in in the miles morales game was uh was it last year? Mm-hmm. So, i guess 2 years isn't isn't that crazy. Yeah. Um but yeah, enjoying it so far. Um I don't know that I will have it done by next week, but there's a chance cuz I like it enough that like I've actually been playing it like after work, I'll probably play it over the weekend this weekend. Um so who knows, but by next week I, I might be done or close to done.
1: Mhm. Nice.
0: Yeah. Um anything else either of you guys want to talk about though? Uh no. I
1: played a yeah. I played Demonologist on Saturday. How was that? It uh was interesting. Uh definitely much better with people, then, then it's Solo. Um, if you don't know what Demonologist is, it's it's like Phasmophobia, and if you don't know what Phasmophobia is, it's a ghost hunting game where you use uh, voice recognition software in the game to try to call out for ghosts and things like that, try to figure out what kind of ghost it is based on clues that you get from doing the hunt, and then you have to figure out a way to, like, exorcise the ghost from the uh, that, the place that you're at. Um, it, it can get very spooky, but uh like a lot of the spooks came from scripted locations in each level more so than the actual like haunt itself there was occasional haunt situations that would scare me and spook me but overall it was just like oh you go up to this point i had somebody with me he's like hey, read read what's on that read like call out what's on there or read what's on this and i would do that and it would do a thing and it would spook you or scare <laughs> you like there's a there's a ba- bathroom in one of the houses that has Bloody Mary written across the mirror. And if you go to it and read Bloody Mary three times, it does a haunt for you real quick. And That's like, kind of cool. It's cool, but also at the same time, it's like, I was hoping this was more, like, procedural and not level-based. I was hoping, like, every time you went in, it was a procedural different... Like, not procedural as in, like, every house is different, but procedural as in, like, like more roguelite, where, like, every time you go in, it's one of the different pre-gen houses with different haunts or something like that each time. This way it would make it a little bit scarier each time. Uh, the game is still, for the most part, kind of in development. They're slowly rolling out all the levels. Not all the levels are out. But it's it's a neat concept. I played for about two hours with friends and then I played for another two hours by myself. Um, it's definitely a friend game. Definitely a game to play with friends. It's I, I can never see myself playing that game without other people.
0: That I, I can definitely understand that. Just just from the little bit I knew of it going in, that it definitely sounded like a play with other people, don't play by yourself. Yeah. Um. But I guess that will probably be it for this week. Yeah, that's all. All right. Well, in that case, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also always help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash quest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher doesn't exist anymore, but I almost said it anyway. Uh, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of those things help a whole bunch. You can find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline, or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what's your streaming schedule?
1: Check me out on twitch.tv slash be underscore one. That's where I video game stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Um, let's see. Uh, this Thursday we'll be doing Dead by Daylight. Sunday we'll be finishing up season one of the Walking Dead Telltale series. Uh, Monday we'll be playing, we'll be the first time, most likely the first time I'm going to be playing City Skylines 2, unless I decide to play it this weekend solo by myself, just to feel how it is. Um, and then uh, we'll be back to the non-dead games starting next week. Uh, we'll do Dead by Daylight on Tuesday for Halloween. But other than that, it's going to be back to the normal schedule of See if these on Thursdays, uh, uh, co-op teamwork games on Tuesdays, and Sunday and Monday, starting in two weeks, will be Baldur's Gate. It's going to be a solo playthrough, so come hang out, check that out. You know Baldur's Gate 3, that really small indie title that like you might not have heard of?
0: Everyone uh, already you- stopped playing it.
1: Yeah, no, people still play it. No, I know, that game is very popular. I know people who are on, like, their third or fourth playthrough and shit like that, and I, um, I think I told this story on, on here, uh, somebody bought it, somebody from stream, one of my viewers on stream, bought it for me, and that weekend, uh, I start I played a playthrough with a friend, who they then asked if I wanted to play with them and another one of their friends, and I said, sure, that's fine are we going to bring your friend into our game? And they were like, no, we'll have our game. And then we'll have this game with them as well. And then, and I'm like, oh, so I'm going to be in three games of Baldur's Gate. One for my solo playthrough on stream, one with you and your friend, and then one with you. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, sure, fine, okay. So I already have planned to be in at least two other games besides my solo game, if not more with other streamers. Nice. Yeah, it's funny. People love this game.
0: But with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.